Put it there, boy, and we'll show these fascists what a couple of hillbillies can do. Hello, and welcome back to our podcast, but a fanfic of a fanfic that itself is a synthesis between Fallout, the popular game of a post-apocalyptic wasteland, and Mellow Pony, a popular show about pastel horses. Hi, I'm Fi. I'm joined once again with my co-host, Weird. Say hello, Weird. Well, I suppose after blowing a desk fan directly into the microphone for a full hour last week, <laughs> you have the right to call me whatever you want. Um, but yes, it is I, Sarah Weirdington Esquire. Um, so how yeah. about them horses? Yeah, how about them horses? Yeah, so, uh, hello. Uh, last week, uh, we didn't release an episode because the audio was pretty bad. And my solution to that is that you, like the, you know, you've probably heard this already, but, uh, cause I'm gonna include it in the other one. Uh, but feel free to skip last week because the audio is pretty unlistenable, at least for me. Uh, so I totally understand, uh, skipping it and... Uh, hello and welcome to this week's chapter instead. What happened last week for those that are here now? You are asking me. <laughs> I'm asking you. I, I scarcely read the things, you know. Um, uh, last week was... Gotta, okay, I, I'm reverse engineering it from, from the end, where, where the baby got a wooden stake through well, the torso. Last week was a very special episode where we learned drugs are bad. Um, oh yeah, oh, oh yes. Um... Have you ever played Fallout New Vegas? <laughs> it was I like that. I recommend you do. It's it's pretty good. It's um it's Freeside. <laughs> we yes. went to Freeside, except that um the the kings are the uh, photo finishes. The, yeah, or, the finishers. Or the, the finishers. Yes. It, it, uh, imagine we have no horse Elvis to call upon. <laughs> just 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 play through all of New Vegas, get up to Freeside, and when you get there, just uh, hastily edit pictures of horses on top of every character, and that's basically what happened. And you're done, yeah. Yeah. Um, hey. Well, nice recap. Uh, so, <laughs> baby is is mortally wounded. Is, is yeah. The the thing. the end of it was was uh a. From a series of quests to help quests to do quests type situation, Hired Gun had to blow up a drug den to help a drug addict get clean. Uh, part of that involved a wood door exploding and uh, striking our small baby uh, directly in the chest what with a giant piece of, uh, of wood. Serenity is far too small and the wood is far too large. Yes. <laughs> this is a bad splinter. It, just by parts per inch, this horse is now mostly wood. Uh, but yeah, we open back up with everything going wrong all at once. Uh, hired gun is a is a is a is is a is an upset mama, uh, desperately yelling at the photo finish uh, photo finish, the leader of the finishers to fix fix the baby. Yeah. We literally can't. If you don't fix the baby, I'm gonna kill you. Well, the, I guess we'll die because <laughs> we can't fix this baby. Uh. We, we cannot, in fact, glue it back to its bigger size. Uh, we lack the technology. But we do know someone who does have the technology. Well, uh, bring them or I'll kill you. <laughs> or I'll kill them. <laughs> I'll kill everybody. But yeah, so the actual plan is that they need to get into, into dice. Because uh, they need to get to the Watchers. Because the Watchers can fix this problem. 
I do like uh, this bit, uh, Flair, the drug dealer friend that they, they made. He, like, pops in because he's going to help them with the plan, but HG's just seeing so much red so much, like, like right now, that she just immediately is strangling him. Which is <laughs> hard not to imagine, like, the cartoon, like, I'll wring your neck, uh, r- smacking him around like a rag doll. Why, you little? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, yeah, the actual plan is they're going to basically, like... Since Flair is a Pegasi, a Pegasi, uh, he can, he can, they can hook him up to like a, uh, like, like a Skywagon type deal, uh, and put Serenity on that so they can get into the Watchers way quicker. So that's why he's accompanying, uh, which feels a little superfluous, but whatever. Uh, yay. Temporary companion acquired, I guess. I guess. Flair is going to be here for longer. So, um, uh, I actually lost the thread. Like, I, I, I don't quite myself remember what happens next. Thankfully, you have notes. Yes. Uh, the, 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 the only thing I remember uh, happening is that on this, like, sort of chase scene, like, get the, the, uh, 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 skirt this ambulance through, uh, uh, obstacles, we, uh, we, we give, give the horse some meth. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, well, no, HG I... takes... Well, well uh, my notes. Dash. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I like, like my notes here is that, uh, oh, higher <laughs> gun decides to smoke crack for the first time. But yeah, uh, well, you lo- need to dash, so we we, <laughs> we we have something for that. There, there was there was one thing just before they before she decides to huff some 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 meth, uh, just before that that I liked just as like a, a line. Um, cause they actually get up to the gate and they have like fake passports, uh, which I think is very like, I, I liked as a plot point because it was like, this whole quest was about this, like, you do me a favor, I do you a favor. And now that's all irrelevant because, uh, Serenity got hurt. So they just kind of have to like bite the bullet and it's an, it's like a non-issue that they, they just got some fake passports. Uh, but the line that I actually liked was, um, just as a nice callback is there's a bit where she like thinks about the like the child that got killed in the gate from last chapter and has no idea who it is but in her in her mind it uh the child's name was mischief which is the name of the kid that got killed in the caravan uh which i thought was a cool like i was like oh but yeah uh basically uh serenity and like flair gets told to go ahead but you know uh hg has to get there in a flash the plan is to smoke a crack pipe and uh sprint through the the city of dice like a bat out of hell is an artistic decision i suppose i sort of respect it because it's like a decent conceit to why the character would be like running around getting like being hyper exposed to information and like Make like you know, just getting to see all this exposition all at once. Basically, uh, it's a little forced because it seems kind of silly that like, ah, well, you got to get there in time. You should do drugs about that. I guess it's fine. Um, this is the good stuff. Gives you a full fifteen percent uh, boost to move speed <laughs> and exposition. But like, I don't know. Like, I actually like the. I like the description of Dice because Dice is, it's the New Vegas that exists in my head as opposed to the New Vegas that actually exists in the game. Because in the the video game of Fallout New Vegas, it's just a strip. Like it's a, a strip road. because it's, it's just dealing with uh, like the limitations of Bethesda's incredibly dog shit system. And it can't load 
too many people in the same place at the same time. So it's 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 actually even worse than a strip because it's not one completed strip. It's several loading screens that cut the strip into multiple sections. So the whole of New Vegas feels incredibly tiny in comparison to how much it's hyped up to be. Uh, and there's been various mods that just all they do is they just get rid of barriers and make it one big zone. And it crashes all the time because the game can't handle it and all that stuff. But the thing that I'll say that is a, a positive for this is that that DICE is so much more crowded feeling than what New Vegas set out to be. Uh, like there's there's just so much talk about the idea that like the streets are loaded with people and uh, there's all this activity going on. And so, to some degree that might be just because like, you know, she's on speed right now and she's kind of like processing everything at a million miles a minute. Well, and another sort of small note, um, something that stood out to me is uh, a little bit of uh, unreliable narrator. She's so anxious about um, how fast um, Serenity is dying that she's convinced that every breath is, is more shallow than the last. But anyway, yeah, so so she finally uh, finally gets to the, the, the watcher complex in, in, inside the city walls. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're pretty dismissive. Like, the, yeah, okay, sure, uh, click intercom. Yeah, we got an addict here at the game. Which <laughs> <laughs> she's pretty insistent. She knows she's not an addict. I just did drugs once, so it's fine. I, I only did a drug. It's fine it if was, you do uh, one. Pretty uncomfortable for me because it really reminds me of uh, the the time I uh, wound up going to a um, emergency room in Austin. Yeah, I I, I was you know uh, on the verge of fainting and you know uh, running to the bathroom to vomit and bunch because of all the pain. And, uh, like, you could really feel the, the indifference and, like, the, yeah, yeah, your number will come. Yeah. Um, and, and while, while I was, while that was happening to me, um, somebody, a, a woman came, uh, bursting into the door, like, yeah, running through the doors, uh, shouted, he's bleeding, he's bleeding. And the nurse behind the desk, or the receptionist, um, literally rolled her eyes Mm-hmm. Uh, sighed and took her time ambling like out the door to to, to follow this woman uh, who is hysterically shouting about uh, somebody bleeding, um, and then like almost for like whatever the opposite of comedic timing is, <laughs> like a, a a thirty second pause, um, and she came like running like helping push the gurney <laughs> through the door with with a with a bleeding man in it uh, because I guess at that point she was like obligated um and and that that experience haunts me forever and really informed my reading of this i've definitely been in similar positions where i felt like i was dying and it felt like medical was being relatively flippant with my like agony and pain so yeah i can definitely i can definitely agree with that kind of reading yeah it's it's uh and also the fact that like because she's very clearly like on something that they just immediately wrote her off as just like, ah, uh, like, cause I can, I can assume just given the setting that like they get like drug addicts rolling up to their door every couple of days, uh, bothering them. So they're like entirely like disaffected from that particular kind of, uh, uh, suffering. Um, and are just apathetic to it. Uh, but yeah, like also along the run, we do get like a bunch of exposition of a bunch of like, you know, up and coming buildings, and 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 probably loc- locations we're going to visit, because uh, the whole city is like 
structured around four like major casinos and it's all like it's like it's it's all built around a single like sort of intersection that that survives um that has like a big uh uh, roundabout on it uh but yeah she gets into the watcher camp um and they're pretty flippant yeah see i'm i'm reading it again and i thought that she just crashed and fell out but it turns out that someone just like actually just like chloroformed her i guess which is yeah, kind of messed they, up. They, yeah, they, they had somebody sneak around behind her and, and hit her with a chloroform rack. Uh, which is pretty messed up, honestly. But yeah, she comes to and... Uh, uh, she she is immediately disposed to violence. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because she was just chlor... Like, she doesn't know where she is. Like, uh, But no, it turns out this was uh, a service of, of, of the clinic. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, 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 she is assured. Yes, we, we, we did save the baby. Um, uh, if you could please be patient and hold on while we get you, uh, bring, bring around your caps. My what? Oh, um, so, uh, you weren't conscious enough for us to, like, you know, get any consent forms or anything, but we did some experimentation on you. <laughs> uh, we, we've, we've, we've never come across somebody who survived star poisoning before. Um... <laughs> So you're a very interesting subject, and we decided to test on you, free of charge. In fact, we're actually paying you for the information. Um, again, uh, I, I can see how you might be upset about the lack of consent, <laughs> and that's why we're bribing you. Uh-huh. I mean, paying you. Yeah, the, this this particular Doctor character I didn't like at all. Um, I don't know if I'm supposed to not like him, but like, I get pretty hinky vibes from this dude. Well, I, I I think that our general impression is that the the the, the watchers are uh, uh, by and large garbage people um, as at, because it relates directly to the next conversation that happens. <laughs> um, Lone mare and cub, or what's what's the name for a baby horse? Philly. Uh, Full. It depends on the age of the horse, but I think it's ready to be like Philly. But 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 yeah, lo- lone mare and foal would I think be like most appropriate yeah, L- L- lone mare and full uh reunited which is um, actually pretty good and she tries to explain well <laughs> this is the end of the road kid yeah uh welcome back home no <laughs> i don't wanna i don't wanna stay with you why though like besides the fact that like you keep getting mortally injured right like i i did sell you for beer money <laughs> Our first interaction was me selling you for beer money. Yeah, it's uh, uh, it's it's very funny because it's very much one of those things where it's like, oh, honey, I don't have any maternal instincts. I can't take care of you, this adorable baby, which I love. Kiss on the forehead, <laughs> <laughs> tucking her in. Good night. Uh, uh, <laughs> um. Besides, I'm a bad, bad horse. Like I'm a mean, evil mercenary pony. And I'm going to keep taking jobs from evil people for evil reasons. And Serenity's like, look, we both know you're kind of stupid, but that's really stupid. <laughs> like, you're the nicest horse I've ever met. Like, you're, like, way more so than these supposed, like, philanthropists uh, here in the, the, the Watcher. Like, you go ridiculously far out of your way for no reason. <laughs> and I want to be a part of that. <laughs> Yeah. Even if it does mean getting mauled some more time. 
Yeah, and it's also one of those things where it's like, well, at least you're honest, and that's like an important virtue to have. Yeah, just scrolling through through something that I missed, uh, just from from expository stuff. I think partly why I don't like this this doctor character is that he's really like functional, like he just exists as a like giant. Hey, ask me about the backstory of the setting, please. Uh, you didn't ask, well, I'm gonna give it to you anyways. Uh, type character, which I'm personally never a huge fan of. But, uh, cause yeah, I just wanted to get out, uh, the one thing that I thought it was kind of neat was, uh, uh, so there's, there's, in an earlier chapter, there was this mention of the idea of, like, a minotaur base, uh, and it turns out the reason why there's a minotaur base is because there's minotaurs in the setting, which is a thing from the actual show, but, you know, it's confirmed that minotaurs are a factor in this. It, my guess is they're a stand-in for Caesar's Legion, given the way that they're sort of described, uh, and the current climate. Um, there's some sort of like invading force that wants to do something. Uh, but the thing that I actually liked about this was, um, we can introduce to like, uh, a, a Minotaur character in this chapter. And I like that HG's description of them is alien. Like it, their, their way of trying to like explain the way a Minotaur looks is like, okay, so you take a griffin, but it doesn't look like a griffin at all. It's more like a, if a griffin was a goat, uh, <laughs> And it had thumbs. Like, it's just, it's, it's like, it, it was a novel way of having a character who lives in a world that is made entirely of horses try to explain a non-horse. Bull man. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, so it's a biped. <laughs> You're following so far? <laughs> You've already lost me. <laughs> that sounds fake and made up. Um, which I thought was a... Uh. A fun thing. The the the, the scene with uh, the the conflict between uh, HG and and Serenity uh, ends with them like, okay, you give it a good think. <laughs> You'll stay here until you know the the doctor says you're good to move. All right, can can you give me that much? Like, I'll I'll be back to and, check in on you and have a good hard recovery. think about how I'm a monster and you don't want to be. Uh, around me, but I'm also going to tuck you in and read you a bedtime story before I go. Uh, <laughs> it's it's pretty good. <laughs> like, that's the thing, is like, it, for all the criticism I could give about the, this very expository heavy uh, chapter, it, it it's definitely saved by all of the cute moments between uh, HD and Serenity. Uh, I'm normally not a big fan of the, like, main character getting a, like, kid sidekick uh, in stories, because it's often not done with a like there's a, there's a degree of sincerity that needs to kind of be present, much like uh, uh, all of Berserk's, uh, like all of Guts's uh, various child wards that make him uh, more sane. Uh, in HD's case, she definitely needs someone like Serenity as like a a moral center um, to have. You know, it's a pretty it's a pretty stock standard. Like, well, I might be a bad guy, but at least I have something to protect. Uh, uh, type trope, but I think that it's a, it's a, it's, 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 it's definitely made the character a lot better. Yeah, I, I can't imagine how how the story would be able to, you know, meaningfully keep going with, uh, with with her indefinitely gone. Yeah, I think it would definitely be a lot weaker just by virtue of of Serenity being gone in any capacity. But yeah, the the additional detail too is that Serenity also drops the the idea that like the Watchers very likely don't really give a shit about her at all. So that's also like another like check mark on the list of why you should <laughs> why you should adopt me. 
is because the people, my family actually sucks. Uh, which is pretty standard in these kind of orphan type stories is that usually the family is garbage because we don't really want to root for the idea of like an orphan going back to their like, you know, birth family if they've already established a relationship with their foster family because that just kind of feels like narratively bad. Uh, so usually uh, these stories tend to come with the the caveat that the, the, the original birth family or whoever was raising them was usually garbage just to like, make that you know adoption storyline uh go down a lot easier i have to admit that i i am a sucker for the uh no i am the father now yes look at me look at me (laughs) you have no child (laughs) this is my child now i have decided i have matching sweaters and everything you like (laughs) you've already failed this chapter actually isn't terribly long in comparison to the last two. The last two were about 10k words. This chapter is about 8k words. The only thing I remember is is how how the chapter ended. I, I yeah, relying entirely on your notes to 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 move us forward to the next yeah the event because well like, she, like ba- basically the next the the next oh! event is uh, HG goes gambling and drinking with Flair. Yeah. Um. Um. We 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 get another like. She's offended when when offered uh uh hookers. Yes. And um Flair like looks at her weird like I mean, you know, I I think this joint keeps him clean, like <laughs> why 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 don't why don't why don't you want like, you know I'm straight. Are you though? Mm-hmm. Are you? Yes. O- okay. <laughs> You, you you seem to have a, a, a particular fascination with women's asses for 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 a heterosexual man, but yeah, but okay, weirdo. <laughs> um, God, I I also I forgot about this bit, but I'm looking at the actual uh, thing. Is that one of the news reports? One of the news reports indicates that Batman's in this story, and I don't know how to feel about that. Uh, we're just gonna have to come to that bridge when we get there. I was actually looking for it because it, I wanted to shout out the fact that this makes reference to one of the other stories, because uh, it makes reference to the Pink Ghost of the Big Fifty Two, which is uh, Pink Eyes. That's that's a reference to that story. Which you know, it's always kind of fun when stories reference each other. It sucks when uh, PH does it because uh, PH is awful. But like you know, it, it it was one of the things I always thought was really cute about this uh, universe is when people would make callbacks to each other as a kind of like winking nod of like. Hey, we're all working on the same setting together, and it it makes it f- make feel more cohesive. Um, well, two things spring to mind. Uh, one, back at the Watcher headquarters, we get a little exposition. Oh, on, right, uh, I forgot about that too. Um, uh, Mister Paradise. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, it's basically a one to one equivalence to uh, three dollar pawn three pawn three back yeah. in Equestria. Yeah, it's, it's it's a lineage of uh, of DJs. But people are like, apparently, or at least the Watchers are fully aware that it's a lineage. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what, but they said that, like, Haggis had lied about something specifically on the broadcast. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't remember what. And the this specific, like, news update um, about... No, it's... There, there are two vigilantes in the town who recently have begun fighting each other more than anyone else. Mm -hmm. Um, They they, they keep showing up to to resolve the same same crime or the same injustice and wind up shooting at each other. 
creating more yet more chaos which in itself is a reference to a plot point in fallout 3 even on itself i also suspect maybe it's a uh might also be a reference to the mysterious stranger and misfortune respectively yeah well there was also in in fallout 3 there was a pair of characters which was the antagonist and i forget what the name of the the mechanist was the name of the robot guy they were a pair of people who were like they're like would-be pulp supervillains or one's a superhero one's a supervillain but the whole plot point is that like the antagonist actually has like an incredibly traumatic backstory and she's like fallen into delusion to like cope with it and she wasn't really hurting anybody she would just show up and like monologue and then leave but then the mechanist had one of his robots get broken and escalated and it escalated and escalated now it's actually becoming genuinely dangerous that these two idiots are like yelling at each other across the street and fighting with robots and ants in the middle of the street. So I think that's what it's like directly a callback to. Um, but instead of being the antagonist and the mechanist, it's Batmare and the Laughing Stallion. So it's like, you know. Oh, I see. I, 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 some For some reason, the, the specific names had washed over me. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we have a Joker. <laughs> it's the Joker, baby. <laughs> oh man that that, that old jocker yeah. yeah that 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 they're 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 jocker always 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 up to their tricks i mean if this is a horse would it be the jockey um there he is uh it's the junkler then what happens because like we, we we wind up in a situation where it ends with hg once again indebted to oh yeah uh so so what happens is is yeah hg to like take her mind off of it, decides to go with Flair to go gambling and and, and drinking or whatever, uh, and they decide to hit up one of the local casino bars called the Moon. Can you get it? Because you gotta go to the Moon. It's whatever. It's a MLP joke. It's a it's a meta it's a meta comment like uh, uh, joke. But uh, yeah, it's it's like a I don't know. But it's it also makes sense within the universe. It's one of those like novelty casino bars from the fifties uh that were all the all the rage in vegas and uh when they go there that's where the like the whole line where like uh flair is like haha uh we should we should get some prostitutes some some and some you know mares for you and uh hg is offended by how everyone everyone at all times can see the giant pride flag that she's carrying with her um <laughs> Like a samurai battle flag, <laughs> uh, <laughs> or like a cape, or it's like wings. She's <laughs> <laughs> got a piercing in her left ear and a and a pride like <laughs> bracelet. It, you know, it doesn't already it doesn't already help that she's the butchest horse to ever live uh, either. But yeah, uh, she's just like offended, like me liking women. <laughs> uh, I think you got the wrong horse. I'm scandalized, she says, like eyeing. <laughs> yeah, as her eyes like trail somebody in the room. But yeah, but like Flair, like it's also the funny thing where like Flair is like, it's like, all right, men too. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's like not, it's a non issue for him. Like he doesn't care. But like HT is really thrown out by this line, and I really love that. I feel seen. Uh, but yeah. Oh, they, they just, they just get 
get absolutely wasted yeah, and, and, and wake up in a in a in a back room tied to chairs or yeah the, the nearest equivalent yeah uh, she's like tied to a bed naked type deal one of those oh this has to stop happening type uh type moments and it's like surprise you've been press ganged into the mu- the mustangs because uh, you owe us a bunch of caps now uh yeah and that's like actually how the chapter ends yeah i feel like we're a little bit all over the place uh with this one but it's because like a lot of this stuff was like mostly exposition honestly like a lot of this chapter was like explaining the exact very few events yeah because like the actual like i guess to like get into that a little bit like the actual exposition basically boils down to like so there's four factions that i don't remember if we get we're given all the names proper but we've been like piecemealed the, the the like factions as far as i know there's the there's the the, the galatians the mustangs the Hizai, the nca i guess but like all of them control different parts of the city they're all different gangs that like a fourth of dice and each one of them has like their own casino and it all meets in the middle in this kind of like turnaround called the cross that's like equivalent to like the vegas strip but it's like two lanes so it like it's some sort of big major intersection that they've just is i guess neutral territory or whatever or like a no man zone uh for the rest of them but whatever it's it's like undisputed ground between them but otherwise like these four factions control a fourth of dice uh and there's also mention that like the ponytrons are controlled by the glaciers and the mustangs are like fighting over the power plant with the house it's 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 like it's we're getting peace feel like peace fed we're not like we don't have like a full like picture which you know is respectable about exposition like the the criticism i will always make of exposition more than anything else is when you try to give everything all in one go because not only is that just like bad form it's really hard to remember when every detail is like vomited all at once and you're just expected to kind of remember that like again that's an issue that ph had where ph would just go this guy's important hey this this zebra you've literally met once he's the most important character in the story uh better remember what his name is so when the part where they go hey it's a Mahdi, you're supposed to be like oh yeah a Mahdi, that that zebra from that previous story and so i'll give it like points for that uh in general i always think that like exposition is always the weakest part of any given part of a story even if it is necessary it's just hard to do frankly it's very hard to write exposition in a way that feels organic but i would say that this is one of the cases where it's at its least organic because we eventually are given a name for the like the 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 like doctor horse she's talking to clean cut who's like the leader of the watchers and he's just an exposition fountain uh, one detail I forgot to mention that, like, I suspected in an re- in previous uh, chapter, but um, the Watchers seem to worship Watcher as a god, or they have some sort of, like, faith based around the Watcher. And if you remember, the Watcher is a character from Fallout Equestria, specifically Spike, which I think is hilarious, <laughs> um, uh, frankly. <laughs> Because uh, they mentioned, because and and like they seem to like have had some contact with him in some way because they quote like a specific thing that it gets set up a bunch by Watcher with like, the idea of having to do better uh, in specific. But it's very funny. Like it's gonna be very funny in a couple of months when they find out that like oh your god is just this big idiot dragon that lived on this mountain, <laughs> um that didn't do nothing for nobody. Because he was a big fraidy cat. It's, it'd be like... Yeah, uh, 
so so one thing I think that's worth talking about is the difficulty of I think part of why the exposition is so difficult is that the protagonist doesn't care. Yeah, that's definitely a factor. And because the protagonist is uninvested, but the author is. Yeah. The, uh, I think that's the main reason why this is all so artificial. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, Pip had an inquisitive mind and had a lot of reason to, like, get involved in all kinds of stuff. And so Pip would ask questions and we could be introduced to, like, parts of the setting, like, a piece at a time as they are relevant to little Pip's interests. Which, it turns out, like, we're fast. Uh-huh. Um, but I think it would take a lot of, of forethought and pre-planning to, like... And and astonishing patience <laughs> um, to to uh, introduce and explain this city from the perspective of a character who is totally uninvested, mm-hmm. <laughs> like like HG. And I think that's kind of where where this problem comes from is yeah. is that is that the authors are very excited to tell you about all this stuff, but doesn't ha- like the, or, the an organic means of doing so simply does not exist uh, because the protagonist. Is honestly just not... Couldn't give a shit. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, I think that the one... I think that the actual... uh, Like, if I actually had notes that were, like, meaningfully real that you could actually use uh, for this, like, in terms of editing, this chapter would be, like, half its length and part of another chapter. Because we wouldn't... We don't really necessarily need all this exposition from, like, Watcher or, like, the Watcher cult. And we could just start at the part where she's gotten kidnapped by the Mustangs, and the Mustangs are like, okay, here is what you need to know because now you're working for the Mustangs, and this is what the Mustangs think. Because, like, like it thinks is relevant for you to know. Because that way, like, an interesting thing you can do is have it piecemeal from people who have specific vested interests in parts of the setting, you know? I see, Like, yeah. like... You, you, it's a character, like, they are one-fourth of the faction, so they only have one-fourth of the pie, and they're only going to care about the part they personally care about. The problem with the Watchers is that, like, Clean Cut just, like, Clean Cut just seems to be that the kind of character who would have just done this exposition regardless of who he was talking to. Like, I'm sorry, I want to talk about the setting, and you're just going to have to listen to me. It was, <laughs> I'm imagining a slow Tuesday in which, like, he's lonely there's you know there there's there there isn't a lot of work to do. Um, everybody else is is busy with something else. And he doesn't have any patience, so he starts expositing to his coffee cup because <laughs> he just can't he just can't keep it in anymore. He's gonna explode <laughs> otherwise. But yeah, and that's like that would be my like sort of my one actual like a thing that could be meaningfully changed about the series setting that wouldn't cause too much irreparable damage overall is just change who we're getting this exposition from. And and you know if. Have that be affected by who is explaining it, because you know, and you know what? Who knows? For all we know, we could get basically this explanation again from the Mustangs, but it's you know tempered by like their opinions and expectations and and feelings, and therefore like gives us part of the pie that we like you know we wouldn't understand or like we would except for like like we wouldn't it, like it, it's it's affected by their subjective view. Um, uh, would be and if that just happens like keeps happening like i'm i'm fine with that like i'm fine because i suspect just by the given the structure of the story that hg is going to jump enemy lines multiple times and she's going to end up with probably working with every single one of the like 
gangs in one like and i'm i'm sure that the way that the story is going is that all of these gangs constantly going to be needing hg's like help and it's going to become a weird problem where she's now worked for everybody so everyone like expects her to like work for them again uh it's the like going on two dates at the same time problem uh from so many uh sitcoms but yeah like i don't know like i just i just like i read through this this chapter and i read through like clean cuts dialogue and i was kind of like like uh, i don't know like i I just i just also just like didn't like the way that this character talked i found that his like dialogue was very very stiff sounding which is probably deliberate but it like it it doesn't make for a particularly enjoyable reading experience well i'm i'm curious as to to what hijinks she'll she'll get up to yeah uh, for sure chapter and since we only exist within this space of being recorded as a podcast, the surest way to get there, get to next week sooner, for us at least, uh, is to end the podcast now. Uh, <laughs> that way we can uh, return to existence uh, uh, within the next recording. In the mail zone. Uh, with that said, um, uh, none of you have risen to the challenge in this last week uh, to send us email. But should you find the courage... Uh, you may send that email to weirdingtonesq at gmail.com. Um, my Twitter is at weirdingtone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fies is extremely not safe for work. But should you, uh, should you find yourself feeling randy and not at work? <laughs> Specifically not at uh, work. Uh, it's at thou art fine. Also check out my webcomic Paper World. It's cute. Uh, Paper World, very cute. Paper World webtoon. Yes. But yeah, also, uh, we'll be including a uh, thing in the show notes for the thing where you can give weird money because, of course, every little bit helps uh, the Save the Weird Fund. I am hungry. <laughs> I, 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 uh, yeah, things have, things have uh, gotten a little bad lately. The cupboard is, is, is pretty bare. I'm, I'm having to get creative with the remaining yeah uh <clears throat> remember that simpsons bit about we're, we're even running out of the base elements of food <laughs> got some soy sauce and ketchup packets yeah <laughs> uh but yeah but i think with all that said though weird i think you should probably play us out okay here we go onward right. from, from sunshine, sunshine. And, and rainbow. rainbow.